Welcome, one and all, to the seminar episode 100 commentary recording. With us today, we have a whole slew of awesome people. We've got uh, we've got the writer of the rappers, Cat Pride. Hello. And we have the writer of our first short, Back to Work, Caitlin Kleiman. Hello. And the ever-wonderful writer of our second short, Susan Bridges. Everybody. All right, so we are rolling into this episode. First off, how y'all doing? Good. Doing good. Glad to be here. It's going. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And this is kind of an exciting episode because, uh, well, we lose a beloved character. And this is Cat Pride's last episode for the uh, near future. How are you feeling about that, Cat? Um, uh, kind of relieved only because it's not like I'm taking a break. Uh, for, for anyone who might not know, I'm, it's not that I'm stopping writing. I'm just moving production over to uh, Genesis Avalon Patriot, the sequel to Genesis Avalon. So busy, busy. Uh, it was time for me to end my my arc on seminar and hand it over to a new writer, which I'm very excited for because I think this show thrives on change, and I'm very excited to hear to hear what comes next. Yeah, and VC Morrison is taken up from episode 101, mm-hmm. but uh, here we are into the first rapper. So, Kat, is there anything you'd like to say about the first first little section here? Uh, I mean, well, so so the the first section, um, really, I think the fun thing about it was just from a technical perspective, getting to hear all of the the effects that you, that were you chose for this was a lot of fun because. To, to be fair, audience, I really just kind of write things that are like futuristic beat boop sound does the thing. Like, I mean, it's very like, <laughs> like yes. we tell we tell the audience, you know, we tell the director what's happening in the scene. And it's kind of like, good luck. I, I hope you can do that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so. So, yeah. So this um, this was this was, I mean, a fairly straightforward rapper. Um, but uh, I had a lot of fun trying to fit in. Uh, back to work. <laughs> um, and I felt like this was a really like, like a very, like it very naturally fit in. So I had a lot of fun kind of just writing the banter between new and Thomas. And I'm excited to see where that might go uh, once I am no longer writing them. Yeah. I mean, so far I have seen the script for 101 and 102 and uh, yeah, VC Morrison, he's keeping it going. He's keeping it going. Cool. cool. I think, I think it's been put into good hands. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not not at all worried about about VC doing a good job. Not worried at all. All right, with that, we are into back to work. Caitlin, is there anything you'd like to throw at us as we get into this one? Ooh, um it was based off of a real life event, believe it or not, not near as dramatic as the actual short. Um, oh no. But I, was, it's... I, I almost had questions. <laughs> totally. So, any any Californians will understand. Um, widespread power outages. So the maps function actually mentioned widespread power outages to me one day. It literally gave me like a, you are on the fastest route despite widespread power outages in your area. And I was like, oh no, I didn't know phones could do that. Um, so yeah, it kind of spiraled into imagining like a circle of worse and worse prompts that Siri tells you about <laughs> as you drive along. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because that, that was one thing that really stuck out at me. It was just, the, you know, it starts off with an explosion and then it goes on to fires and then another explosion and then friggin' zombies. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it had to escalate somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Although what's funny is when you said this was based off of a real life experience, my first thought was like, oh no, you had to drive to work with a terrible coworker. <laughs> Ooh, well, I drive to work a lot. I, this poor sap has been driving to work for the past year and a half, so sort of. Um, but luckily, no one else is in the car with me, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, we got we got to follow pandemic protocols, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah. Although I, I do have to say, like, I know that you tangentially reference the safe to go back to work thing, but I'm, I'm, I was very glad that uh, it didn't get too heavy on the pandemic references. There's like one or two, but uh, yeah, I think right. I think it, it, it's I don't know. It's weird. It's like when I watch TV shows and stuff now, when nobody's wearing a mask and nobody's talking about diseases, I'm like, this is the fantasy life I want to live. <laughs> I don't care right. that the world's about to end. This is the fantasy life I want to live. Yeah. Yeah. My preference has always been to dip into it like a little bit, like kind of acknowledge the world, but not be real bummed out about it. Hmm. So that's sort of a trend, like acknowledging pandemic, but I don't want anyone to be sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and funny thing about this one for the, the casting um, while I was going through the casting, I didn't really, like, I, I knew this took place in California because, like, the I-880, blah, blah, blah. And, um, but I was like, oh, no, I've cast two Brits. How am I going to handle this? <laughs> so I put the driver on the left side, as you do, uh, in, in the States. And I just, I was like, well, there's these, these like, Mexican sound and music tracks from uh, Tomb Peddler. I guess I'll throw those in there because, like, text back early, you know. So, so, so. Enjoyed those music cues. Perfect. Yeah. It's fine. They work for some, they work for some, uh, some, you know, TV studio or something. <laughs> it's not like we don't have transplants <laughs> in LA. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. There's all sorts of people out here. Like, I, I live in a major metro area, so it works. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing I was thinking, too. I was like, I mean, how many, how, there's, there's so many British actors in American television and film right now. It's like, you, you wouldn't even know until you find out in an interview later. Oh my gosh, yeah, like Hugh Laurie and all those Yeah, <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Oh my gosh. The first time I heard him talk outside of TV, I was like, what? No. Angering. Like, how dare you? Okay, quick question. Is everybody else dropping out or is it just my ears that are dropping out? I was, I, hope... I was hearing everybody drop out too. Oh no. Yeah, it's okay. I, it was minor. <laughs> oh my gosh the, the whole time this guy was talking in the beginning though i was just like ah stop stop giving her advice please stop it was really weird. i know i was getting distracted by his voice i'll be honest i'm a sucker for a british accent <laughs> same this whole short i'm just like i know there's there's a zombie horde and i should be stressed i'm just not <laughs> yeah I'm so i'm so lulled into a false sense of calm by the two of them yeah, like I couldn't even be mad at the passenger almost because I'm so easily enamored. But like, us oh, fine. He sounds nice. <laughs> You're like, maybe he's right. Maybe we should turn around and go home. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, he makes some valid points, even if he's rude. You know. <laughs> Although I, I really liked the moment where, um, like, when he starts going on about yoga, I was like, how can I show that the driver is annoyed? And I was like, she turns the music back on louder. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's clever. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> but I love how she turns 
the tables on him, like he's negging her the whole time. And then she's like, oh, you mean your ex-girlfriend that's now dating her yoga instructor, <laughs> Fabio, is really handsome? And I've looked at all of his pictures. I love that. Oh, my God. That was so great. I, I had a really fun time writing the, like, bantery dialogue. Wait, are you still going on about the presentation? Zombie horde. Fun, and I really liked the music choices. Like, it just, it's tonally very, like, humorous in a really good way while they're, like, super straight, the actors. So I really liked that. Yeah, because I was going through the entire library, and I was like, no, that's too serious. No, that's that's too angry. That's too this. That's too this. This is weird. When I got to the the um, the album with with these tracks in it, I was just like, no, th this is great. This is like, okay, it sets the kind of like, maybe you can imagine you're in the West Coast, close close to the Mexican border, like people eating a lot of tacos and burritos and stuff, because a lot of Californians like those. And then uh, <laughs> it, it was just so like totally incongruous with the situation or incongruous. Oh my gosh, I don't even know. Anyway, syllables, emphasis is. <laughs> we, we do love tacos. We are big fans. Truly, I could use more taco trucks in my life. So. Exactly. They literally are on every corner. So it's good. <laughs> oh, man. And yeah, in this upcoming scene where she's driving through the zombies. Oh, my gosh. When I put the jump in, at first I didn't have the horn honk. I just had the jump and the rev and then the landing. And then I was like, oh, my gosh. She's been listening to a lot of, like, you know, Mexican sound of music. So let's... Uh, yeah, let's put in that horn. Because I had a neighbor when I lived in New Jersey. Uh, not really a neighbor. Somebody in my area, like within a few blocks of where I lived, had that horn on their car. And I was just like, okay, okay, we're putting that in because that's just hilarious. I needed some kind of tie-in for the music. <laughs> no, man. Fucking banana. Don't want to forget your banana. Yeah, the comedic timing of this is the comedic timing of this whole thing is just aces. Like I'm a sucker for good comedy, and like I just this is so just pitch perfect. I love it. I love it all. Yeah, I was drawing on Shaun of the Dead for this one actually. Ooh, I can see it. Ah, uh, nice. yeah. Okay, yeah. Good vibe. Yeah, because when I when I cast the two actors, uh, let me pull up their names because that would be nice. Uh, Theo Holt Bailey as Mark and Shannon Lancashire as Michelle here. Uh, with Max Newland as the map voice. Um, yeah, I just, as soon as I heard their voices, I was like, that is exactly where I went with Shaun of the Dead. And I was like, this is great. Because they both had this kind of like, I, I don't know, it's like, it's the wrong vibe for the end of the world, but that makes it perfect, you know? <laughs> well, if you have enjoyed that, you should definitely watch Zomboat, which is very good. Zomboat? Okay, that's getting added to the list. Yes, look it up. Putting that to my list for tomorrow. Yeah. You will not be disappointed. <laughs> Let me make that note before. Oh, wait, it's in here. We have an audio note. I will check out Zomboat. <laughs> oh, man, but when, when she's like, oh, yeah, can you pull out the shotgun in the back? And he's just like, what? <laughs> Whatever. I loved it. Oh, my gosh. It's kind of funny. So I know that we were talking earlier about how, Caitlin, you said you tried to not like talk too much about like COVID. It was like kind of just like, going back to work. But no joke, with everything that she has planned in her vehicle, my brain was like, oh, so they've already had a zombie plague before. Ah. This is them coming back after they got it under control. <laughs> my brain went. And I just love it. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah. It's just casual preparedness, you know? <laughs> 
anything. Yeah, because she was like, it's defensive driving, and we hit robots. And I'm like, oh, so we've had another instance where you needed to hit bodies of cars. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, I did not even catch that. That is great. Oh, that makes me love it even more. I have to get into that building. Oh yeah, these zombies at the end. Determination. Yeah, when I was working on this, a, a few days before the episode was due, I wrote to Tilly, I was like, I need more sounds! And I sent a second sound effects list. I was like, I need more zombies, I need more blood and guts, I need more of this, I need more of that! It's like going to Costco. One's <laughs> dense with sound effects. I mean, you crush it. Yeah, and what surprised me is how easily they fit together once I got into it. I was like, ah, oh, this is nice. And what, actually, what really helped is the car sounds I was using, whoever recorded them recorded three versions at the same time, like inside the car, at the exhaust, and on the engine. So I had the same exact audio file, same length, same timing, everything. It was great. Ah, but we're back into the wrappers. Ah. Uh, um, Caitlin, thank you for giving us that. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Caitlin. That, that was a lot of fun to work on. Yeah, thanks. And now, Kat, we're coming up to the... This... You do not know how many tears I shed working on this section. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was I was going through it before I even put any sound effects into that section. I just started seeing the scene. I was like, oh, God, he's giving everything. He's <laughs> yeah, first of all, let me just say, all three of the actors here did a just absolutely mind-blowingly amazing job. Um, and, but I will call out, uh, I will call out Aiden for just, I don't know how he managed to take a character that I was literally like, it's a robot. It's an alien-like computery thing, Aiden. Work with it. And he managed to, to just really knock this last bit out of the park. And really, yeah, I mean, I cried like the first time I, I was listening to it. Um, absolutely amazing. Um, I, I hate to say it though, this was always the plan. Oh, like like the the day I landed them on Byzantium, I always knew that I always knew that the student was going to become Alex and Thomas, and I always knew that how things were going to end between Alice and Alex, and I always knew that this was how Zerosh was going to go out. So this was always the plan, <laughs> which kind of makes me mean, and I'm sorry for that, but I think it, I think it worked. <laughs> Well, because, yeah, my, my question is, like, isn't Zirosh kind of tied into the entire installation? So how could he leave? Right, exactly. Um, and, and and so and my idea behind Zirosh, and I think it's been, I, you know, I know I hinted at it several times throughout the show. But, you know, originally when the Orak were this large, sprawling civilization, there were several, you know, massive AIs like Zirosh. So for me, it, you know, I couldn't think of any, like, I really felt like the, the best, the best way to end this character is, you know, here's this lonely, has, has been dormant for centuries, lonely AI, it's the last one left. And at least, he, you know, he made friends and, you know, he kind of, he bonded, even though, even though Zerosh is like, you don't, you know, that's not what happens. <laughs> I'm, I'm an, I'm a robot. Like I'm, I, I am a program, but that was that was the story I was going for was, um, you know, that Alice and Alex and Thomas and now New and Thomas um, were able to take what was left of that culture with them. But that Zara was always going to be part the part that stayed behind. 
And now let's have a moment of silence for Zerosh as he passes from this world. It's like really good timing. <laughs> Unintentional, but oh my god. Oh my god. So I know. Good. As you were talking about that, I'm starting to like get a little misty. I'm just thinking about how like, because I, I didn't get the loneliness factor because I've only been around since 95. Uh, I mean, like, I heard a little bit about what he was going through and like I kind of pieced a few things together but oh my gosh when you describe it that way oh my heart we're all gonna cry (laughs) (laughs) right yeah and that that moment where everything shuts down and you have that like perfect pause and then everything ramps up all of a sudden just I have to say for like redirecting perspective that is just beautiful like it's such a nice like you have a moment like because I was crying at the time so I had a moment to go (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> and then keep crying and it's all right back up again. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That Because I was messing with the timing for a couple of days, and I knew, like, when I stepped, like, I was just playing it on a loop, and I stepped back, and I knew I had it right when I had that moment to feel, and then that rush of endorphins as it goes back into action. It's like, okay, God, but we got to keep moving. Ooh, solid. Yeah. Oh, crap. I need a tissue in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of squishy artists. Mm. Yeah, that's how we roll. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, Zerosh. Thank you, Aiden, for a magnificent performance. It was an honor to get to write you. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy I get to keep writing Aiden for, for, for Patriot. But you, you heard that here first, folks. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Hot gas. Uh huh. Yeah, and for the sound designers out there, what was really remarkable to me was the raw audio that Aiden sent and how little it took to get him into that sound of Zerosh. Like, I used, um, mainly it was like the isotope vocal synth, and I just put it down a couple of steps in terms of pitch, and boom, that was like 99% of it. Wow, wow. I, you know, and it's funny because Aiden's been doing that for so long, but I've never directed it, so I don't, I don't know what you know, what Vincent was doing before you took over. So, like, I didn't even realize that how, like, I guess little uh, processing would, would go into his voice. But dang, Aiden, that's like, that's some super low, some low notes there, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to put give you guys a side-by-side, like the raw versus the edited. But, uh, oh, we're into Future Proof, written by Susan Bridges. So, when I saw in the beginning, back to the future music, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> mean it quite that way you know <laughs> when you order your back to the future music from wish.com yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly that's what i should have put because <laughs> i went through the tune peddler libraries like there's nothing like that in here there's nothing with that kind of symphonic feel so i actually did put together a quick little um quote of it like i wrote my own version of it and uh, Tilly was like, no, we can't do that. It's too close. And if we put something that sounds like it, but not, everyone's going to be like, oh, too cheap to get the real thing, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I settled for reproducing the DeLorean's entrance from the film as best I could with the sound effects I had. And yeah, there we go. That's fine. I was a jerk for putting it in. <laughs> oh, no, I liked it. It was a good challenge. We need instructions to build on what came But, uh, so Susan, is there anything you'd like to throw at us about this, this, uh, this short, like, uh, inspiration or anything you want to point out? Uh, well, this also was based on a true story. Oh. So. <laughs> well, 
We have a little model DeLorean and it's on top of a bookcase. And one day the door was open and I just was shocked because I didn't even know the door opened. <laughs> like, so I was like, what? Like, I just stared at it. <laughs> like, how could this happen? And then I just, yeah, it just kind of came from there. And um, I have an incredibly bad cat named Dirtbag Henry who would definitely eat a time traveler. So there you go. I love him. He's so cute. <laughs> I get so excited when I see photos. Now that cat is Dirtbag Henry in my head. That's fantastic. Yes, because, I mean, you know how they talk about how, like, when someone's a bully, but they're also a coward? That's Dirtbag Henry. Like, he is definitely all of those things. He's hilarious. He's a very bad... He's like the worst cat I've ever had in my entire life, and I love him. <laughs> he's just amazing. <laughs> so that's where it came from, yeah. What was interesting for me working on this was... Um, so, like, I saw in the in the script, like, okay, so this time traveler has been miniaturized. Uh, and I should I should list cast, right? So Danny Spiller is our time traveler, James. Um, and I started thinking about that and I was like, okay, so giant fauna, giant animal, it is the house cat, but how am I going to represent a giant house cat? And Very started, well done, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. But I started thinking about the physics of shrinking and I was like, okay, so sound waves, the way that we register pitch is based on the, the wavelength. But if you're much smaller then every wavelength gets expanded. So yeah, that's true. things that used to be like like high pitch would be low pitch. And also time would go differently because uh, you're like, I, I assume that time would go differently because, you know, you're smaller, your blood travels faster, your neurons travel faster, this and that and the other. Kind of like reverse of uh, the time dilation that's going on in the wrappers here. So I just thought like, okay, so how am I going to make a big cat or a small cat sound big? And... The first thing I thought of was the bell. So I just stretched out the time of the bell, lowered the pitch, and I was like, okay, that's how I'm going to tell that this is the cat later on. Because after we get, when we get to the roommates, uh, when we get to um, Kayla and Rachel, played by Miranda Leonard and Faye Holliday's perspective, uh, the cat's there, and it's like eating, and then it runs off, and its little bell tinkles, and I was like, I hope people caught that. <laughs> I mean, now that I know, I will catch it. I think it went <laughs> over my science brain a little bit. I was like, I, I love that it exists. I did not notice because I did not understand the reasoning. <laughs> you know, I about like if there was like this big loss of knowledge and a hundred years had gone by, what if they just found pieces of like movies and then assumed this was real technology that we had? So like kind of if you, it's kind of like, you know how, no one could break a certain like four minute mile or whatever until someone did and then everyone did. It was like, what if they just thought it was possible? So they just did it. You know what I mean? Oh, kind of like, um, what's that movie? Um, uh, with uh, Alan Rickman, Sigourney Weaver. Um, oh, crud. I can't remember the guy's name who played um, Buzz Lightyear all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're talking Tim Allen? Yeah, you're Tim Allen. The, yeah, the, uh, I know what you're talking about. People are like going to scream when they hear this and not, I'm like, I'm a bad nerd right now. <laughs> I can't remember the title. Everybody's yelling at their computers now. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. 
So, and then I thought, well, if they did that, something would probably go wrong, and then hence the shrinking, you know. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Because then I started thinking about, well, when he goes back to the future, will he shrink again, or will it reverse the shrinking? I don't know. I wanted to find out, but alas. <laughs> yeah, he didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> I know that line where he's like, I have to make it back. This is really important. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, also, it, Galaxy Quest. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Took me back. Thank you. Oh, wow. Can all yeah. Oh, dang. I can feel the upvotes rising again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But actually, one thing I totally forgot to put in the episode, which has really bummed me out after I sent the final master, I was like, oh no, I forgot to put the hand sounds as he's climbing. Uh, I felt dumb about that. I can't say I noticed. <laughs> you are far too hard on yourself, bud. <laughs> uh, comes from being a performer. I'm always like, oh, I missed that one note. And everyone's like, what note? <laughs> <laughs> then I go back to my room and I practice for an hour to get the one note. And then next time everyone's like, didn't notice. <laughs> the extra crunchiness of this is, is oh, no. cannot be understated. It's so great. Dirtbag oh. Henry got him. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> Fluffy. Oh, but what was great is I found a cat, like an actual cat, eating its food, like somebody... Because here's the weird thing I discovered looking for cat sounds, is everybody records their cat close up, and they never record them moving, which is weird to me. But somebody had a real close-up recording of their cat eating wet food, and I was like, this is perfect for the, the transition. It's so gross. Oh, yeah. Another fact about Dirtbag Henry, he also is the noisiest eater. Like, he eats wet food and you could hear him, like, smacking his mouth from across the room. Whoa. I and hate so and love that. super gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, I could be recording fully. I gotta remember this stuff, yeah. Yeah, if you can get recordings of your cat running around the house, <laughs> I will take them gladly because I'm sure they'll come in handy. Oh, yeah, he goes crazy on the regular, so that might work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's just like I was going through the sound library. I'm like, cats, cats moving, cat sounds, and everything is like a purring cat, a hissing cat, a, a meowing cat, an eating cat. No moving cats. If you need something like that, we can make it happen. <laughs> nice. Oh, my gosh. These lines, cat, gave me a lot of pause. I was like, the, the how? The part is they're they're an inside joke. Like the rhubarb sassafras banana patch thing is an inside joke at my house of when you don't know what to say and when you're trying to do walla like crowd wall in the background. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, there's a similar thing for singing. You just keep saying watermelon. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, like honestly, like so so, and and you you mentioned it, so you kind of. You kind of stole it before I could say it, but the whole thing about the time dilation was what I liked about uh, about Future Proof. And I thought, you know, like, that's a really great way to kind of lead into what happened to New and Thomas while they were on the planet. And kind of let it, let, you know, like kind of let it hang there. 
Um, but uh, but I also definitely just had a non sequitur intro back in because I loved how like how how much of a comedic like slap in the face that transition back is to when you realize that the time traveler's been eaten by a cat. Um, <laughs> so I wanted something kind of like equally absurdist. Um, so. Hopefully, Susan, that matches your brand of comedy. I know that uh, you I are much more comedic than I am. <laughs> I try not to go full comedy. I feel like that's too much. <laughs> oh, man. So, that yeah, that this has been the commentary. Thank you so much for all joining us. Kat, thank you so much for your hard work on the rappers, and good luck with uh, all your future endeavors. Thank you very much for having me. I'm really glad I got to be here for my last episode. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Because it was always weird to me. I was like, why have I never gotten Kat in on a commentary? I feel like a dummy. Kat's also very busy all the time. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But Susan and Caitlin, thank you also for your contributions to this episode. They were very fun to work on. Of course. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that is the commentary so thanks a lot guys and everybody have a good day or night or morning or you know don't get eaten by cats